Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. to Motherfuckler Halloween Special. I'm Dark O'Shea. I'm Spooky Patter O'Kravonic. I'll let my check out here, I'm I'm just Geraldine. Spooky. <laughs> ghoul ghoul Rodine. Yeah, we can go with that. Sure, Ghoul Rodine. Why not? Fantastic. And you're very welcome to join us on the Extra Spooky Sound Special. Patter, is Halloween Irish? Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's it's at least Celtic, and and it's modern incarnations. Definitely Irish. Trick or treating is is definitely an Irish construct, uh, still practiced in its original form in County Waterford as the Amlish, um, which comes from the Irish Iha Avlisha or the Night of Mischief. And basically, what happens in in the part of Waterford anywhere where my mother's from, Bunmahan uh, County Waterford. Shout out to the Bunmahan Mastiff uh, listening in. Uh, on a spooky Halloween, they uh, what they do is the kids they go around, they go door to door, and instead of just knocking and saying trick or treat, they sing. They sing songs, and instead of getting sweets or or nuts or fruit or whatever, uh, they get given money. But uh, through one means or another, that got exported to the US as trick or treating, and then re-imported back in to Ireland as trick or treating. So the trick or treating we practice is an American custom with Irish roots. What you're describing sounds like Halloween carol singing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but you got to bear in mind that, like in the ancient Celtic tradition, Samhain was way more important than the winter solstice. Samhain was party night. Samhain was light the bonfires. Let's uh, get rid of the old ghosts. Welcome in the spirit of the new year. You know, we're about to. We've just had the harvest. We had the harvest festival at Lunasa. We've enjoyed the bounty of that harvest for the last three months, and now it's time to bed down for the winter and get ready for the the death of the sun and the rebirth of the sun in uh, in February with Imbolc. So this is uh, it's it's um, it's definitely. Definitely an Irish tradition, and I think, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure we invented carol singing. I don't think that's the case, but uh, uh, we definitely have our version of carol singing in the old tradition was more linked with Samhain than it was with Nullig. Garrigan, where do you stand on the America versus Ireland trick-or-treating Halloweening thing? Um, funnily enough, I actually don't have a, a, a violent opinion either way. Um, it's unlike me. But um, <laughs> it's just that you mentioned that. Um, I remember this. There was this when I used to go trick or treating when I was younger. There was this lady who would always have these really awesome uh, toffee apples, and if you you had to go early to get those toffee oh, yeah. apples because mm-hmm. they'd be gone. But like she'd always make you sing a song as well, so you had to prepare a song like to get these toffee apples were they worth it but, oh, totally worth it but like you had she would always make you like do and some of the older people that we would go to would be like oh you have song and we were kind of like yeah I guess so but I guess that's probably where it comes from but uh, yeah I'm I'm all pro trick or treating and yeah if the kids want to sing a song sure I quite like it I, I love Halloween like I have already started, sto- started stocking up on 
like trick or treating candy and and sweets and stuff for for the kids that will probably not come to my door in Fairview. But still, <laughs> I'm just going to be waiting there in costume don't for all go, the kids. Don't to go come. to the Mad Woman's door. <laughs> actually, actually, coaxing we, children in. When we first moved into into the, the house, we we used to live in in Clondalkin until we we moved very very recently. Um, the first year we were there, we stocked up on stuff for Halloween and everything, but no kids were knocking on the door. There just weren't a lot of kids living in the neighbourhood. There are now, and it's it's brilliant. But at the time, there just weren't a lot of kids. I mean, the neighbours, so no one was there. So my wife, ill-advisedly, and against my my my, my advice to her, uh, took the sweets down to the end of the garden and started trying to entice <laughs> kids to come in to trick-or-treat. It's like, no, that, no. Like for, so for six years, nobody came trick-or-treating because that was the mad woman's house. <laughs> Hi, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually going to be Las Rina's first uh, proper Halloween because she was sick last year and now we've, we've got to have a little um, Halloween outfit that she's going to dress up as a pumpkin. Oh, that's adorable. Expect photos. <laughs> so were there any interesting Halloween traditions when you grew up in South Dublin? <laughs> well, I think South Dublin's like the rest of the country, but yeah. <laughs> is you it would, really though? You would think is that. it? <laughs> <laughs> well, get down off your privilege there. <laughs> uh, no, like yeah, I did go trick-or-treating stuff when I was younger and um yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't know that like uh, Halloween is an Irish tradition. Like they feel mm. like it's an American thing. And like you have your boring brack and things, so like it's Irish. So um yeah, like I think it's great, like it's good fun. But I feel like as I got older I wasn't really into it as much anymore. Like I don't really dress up or anything anymore. So. Tell me this, um because the brack thing is one is some people go really deep into the full brack as in there's we all get brack with a ring in it and with the ring symbolism there was also some bracks have other stuff. Yeah, there's a, like you can get a coin. So, so yeah. the tradition is if you get the sli- if you get the slice of brack with the ring in it, yeah. you're going to marry. Yeah. If you get the brack with the coin in it, you're going to be wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there were other ones, Stark. You 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 probably remember them. There's a stick. It's a stick. Are you going to get a baiting? If I you... think the stick was you're going to get a baiting, but it could all, <laughs> I think maybe it may have also meant that maybe uh, you were going to be poor. And there's a stone as well. I think, first of all, who puts a stone in a brack? Like, yeah, I feel like that's yeah. a really bad baker. <laughs> kind of, I, I, a really bad baker. I, I bet the first one went in by accident. And he's like, "Oh, it's um, it means <laughs> it means you're going to see Newgrange." It's, <laughs> it's, it's an ancient Irish tradition. I swear, don't take me to court. <laughs> It's like, yeah, and this finger now means you're going to be really <laughs> oh, lucky. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but brack is an Irish word, meaning mixed or, and brack can mean, mean tartan, it can also mean a trout, it can also mean yeah, patterned, it means, dappled. It, it means dappled, it means spotted, and that's why the, the, the trout is called unvrack, because it is a spotted fish. You ever pick up a trout, it's got a, a lovely dappled pattern of spots on it, and you'll have fishy hands. I thought it was interesting that brack, I'm sure, is kind of mixed weather, where it's not quite good weather, not quite bad weather, and and I found out someone said that actually that's the best weather for fishing for trout. Oh, wow. And it was just one of these coincidences, because it doesn't actually mean trout weather, although it kind of does, and it kind of doesn't, but um, it's it's something that... Some of, the great thing with the internet is there's lots of um, gentlemen who just, like, um, who offer helpful advice sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's it's great that, say, sometimes if you say something, they'll point out that maybe that there's a, there's evidence of something else elsewhere, or they might correct you, or they might correct the point that you didn't actually make. And yeah, they're so helpful. We're so thankful for all of you guys out there listening, who will be also making corrections on this. <laughs> Have a spooky Thanks, guys. Halloween, guys. <laughs> to go back to Brack. Yeah, <laughs> go back to Brack. Uh, one of the, oh, one of the, back I, to Brack, that's my favourite Amy Winehouse <laughs> Halloween song. <laughs> 
Back in Brack is my favourite ACDC Halloween song. Um, the, the, I grew up in Clondalkin, which has been often referred to, kind of tongue-in-cheek, as, as a Brack Gaeltacht, because there's little pockets mm. of Gaeltacht there. It's not a, a proper Gaeltacht where you go in one side and from there on it's on Gaeltacht until you get out the other side or into the Atlantic. Brack <laughs> <laughs> mm. Gaeltacht. Sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the other things that we used to have uh, at Halloween growing up was we used to, I don't know if anybody ever had this book, Colcannon. Oh, yes. To have Colcannon, which is basically just um, a poor man's champ. It's just mashed spuds with cabbage in it. Oh, sounds but, like coddle, man. That well, sounds like coddle. It's not coddle. <laughs> There's no cabbage in a coddle. I there's will fight you. Everything else Look, is in a <laughs> seems to be in a There's no cabbage in a coddle. Coddle is not a Halloween mm. staple. Colcannon is. And my grandmother, uh, she's 90. I assume she still does this for the next generation. So she's still going down to Waterford. What she used to do when we were younger, she'd wrap up coins in tinfoil and put them into the Colcannon. Into the Colcannon. And it was no symbolism or anything like that. It was just like, if you got one with a 50 pence piece in it, you were better off than the one who got one with a five pence piece in it. Like, it was just, it was cool. It's just good fun. It's like a metaphor for fate. No, it's just, uh, you literally got more money. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no met- I was, I was five. 50 pence was a lot of money. I've been told uh, one of our listeners has, uh, has messaged into the show, which is great. Um, <laughs> not- <laughs> we live? <laughs> <laughs> Gaeltic pranks include throwing turnips onto people's roofs to frighten them, bolting their doors from inside and stopping the chimney so they get smoky rooms. That just sounds like, that I mean, like terrorism, yeah. yeah. That's how you kill people. <laughs> like, that, 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 is, that, 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 that sounds like the last scene of Straw Dogs. This is how the the fairies develop these, this crack. This is how people are like, oh, it's the fairies blocking up your chimney. It's the fairies throwing <laughs> us. It's the banshee. That's what you get it now. the fairies Morris. who lost my glasses. Yeah. Fairies are worse. Come on, fairies are way worse than than losing those one glasses. Of, one of my favorite Irish spooky traditions was this idea that if like if you didn't like your kid, you just said it was a shifra. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, you know, my kid's an asshole. So yeah, obviously the fairies took took my real kid who was nice and put in a shapeshifter because like this this guy's a dickhead. A shifra. Yeah. Shifra, yeah. shifra is now a very popular girl's name. It's a lovely name. It's an absolutely gorgeous name. It just rolls yeah. off the tongue, but it does mean shapeshifter. Hmm. But I like there's no scary story. It's for I'm like I'm a total wimp. I am terrified of scary movies. Don't watch them. I don't know why anyone does. But like there's nothing as scary scares me as much as those like Irish ghost stories about the the fairies like taking your child or taking your wife and oh it's so scary. I hate it. But yeah, as scary stories go, they're pretty pretty good. Like I like them. And then you have this pop culture manifestation of oh fairies are awesome. No, they're not. Like, <laughs> the fairies are out to get you. Like oh yeah, and leprechauns. <laughs> leprechauns were not cool, friendly little guys. They would fuck you up. Yeah, this is yeah. the thing. The, the leprechaun image has been really softened. It, it's almost like the Count and Sesame Street. His relationship Count to has Nosferatu. literally killed people. He's drank their blood. <laughs> All of the kids that were on Sesame Street and are no longer on Sesame Street, where did they go? But uh, I, I remember it's Halloween in Rathfarnham. We initially, this is in the 80s, we didn't say trick-or-treat. It was help the Halloween party was the initial line. Then people stopped yeah. saying that and started saying trick-or-treat because they saw it on the television. Yeah, trick-or-treat oh. as, as a term has, has, you know, has bled in from American pop culture. We would have seen it doesn't it in, come from Irish. No, no, it doesn't. Uh, although the notion of it is definitely something mm. that was practiced before we got trick-or-treat. Help the Halloween party. And if you didn't help the Halloween party, your gaff was getting egged. Sounds like a political slogan, was it? What, help, help the Halloween, the Halloween party. party. <laughs> 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 would you vote for the Halloween party? I'd vote yeah, for the Halloween party. I probably would, you know. I mean, that. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, yeah. Got and the... then you just get so many sweets. 
so many yeah. but there'd always be one person on the road who'd give you monkey nuts oh yeah I hate monkey nuts they don't do that, they don't do that anymore allergies mm. everyone's got an allergy now <laughs> now that now that sounds like a journal comment section right there. Everyone says everyone has an allergy now. It's political correctness gone mad. You can't even throw nuts at children. Sure, I can't even leave me chainsaw on when I go in to make a cup of tea. <laughs> Obviously, nut allergies have been around for a very long time, but people didn't understand them until very recently. And now that we understand them, I mean, it's it's not much of an imposition to ask that you don't give monkey nuts to children who want sweets. Yeah, no, just don't be an asshole. I think like, allergy or not, <laughs> don't don't be that one that gives the monkey nuts. Like yeah. they're gonna stop coming. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe that's yeah. the, the ploy. Here's some healthy. F- get out. <laughs> <laughs> we had yeah. There was a uh, a lady on our on our trick or treat beat on our on our track who actually did give a um sometimes vegetables, not even fruit. Oh, what what? a right wagon. Oh, I like man. fruit. Vegetable. Fruit's nice. Look, I'll take fruit. You know the way fruit is nice every now and again. You know you can dip rhubarb in sugar and that's great, you know, if you're having a real kind of... I've never done that, but I'm going to. It's awesome. Yeah, and it's, it's I've dipped cooking apples in sugar and just yeah, eating them. It's on par with that. But as this lady obviously thought that because celery and rhubarb are quite similar that you, know, <laughs> you could dip celery in sugar. And it'd be the gas thing. Oh, and what are you dressed up as? Aren't you lovely? Here's some celery. Did you know it takes more calories to eat it than you get out of it? I I keep hearing this story and I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celery's a yeah, celery's just it's calorie not positive meant to food. Be eaten though, is it? Oh, it is. You just have to dip it in blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you dip anything in blue cheese, it's edible. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about some spooky Irish words. Gonna start with puka. Ooh, Ooh the puka. As this is sometimes translated as fairy or sprite or pixie of some sort, and it's one of the magic other people ghost of sorts. I don't, I don't like that, that word pixie. If you call anything a pixie, if you put an X and an IE in any name, it takes the sting out of it because the yeah. puka was not a little tiny sprite with wings. It was going oh, going to steal your shoelaces. Yeah, but <laughs> it was a bad ass. But if this particular sprite had a really kicking bass line and some really awesome the Joy Santiago guitar <laughs> and some absolute screaming with some big uh, yeah, yeah, vocals, no, that'd the be pixies awesome. rock. But I can't take them seriously because of their <laughs> stupid little name. It's very twee. Though, it yeah. is incredibly twee. <laughs> no, we are the pixies. Here comes your man. That's actually the only Pixie song that works as a baby's lullaby. I've tried them, tried a few of them, and that's the only one that actually works. Why have you tried those things, Derek? Why? I like Dar- the Pixies Dar- and I have a child. Album. <laughs> I have. Will I play the album again? Will you go to sleep? She's still not asleep. Try it again. <laughs> Try it again. Turn the LP to side two. <laughs> <laughs> no. The next spook. The next spooky word. Tyvesha. The ghost. And tangentially, a type shore. It's a person who tells ghost stories. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Type mm-hmm. shore. That's quite nice, yeah. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Excellent. So what what's what's a ghost story then? A type scale. Oh yes. That works. Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I love I love ghost stories. I don't like horror movies. I'm like Guardian, I just can't watch horror movies. I hate them. But I love a good ghost story. A really, really good no, ghost they story. They creep me out. No, yeah. no. I'm afraid of horror, maybe. Because oh, no <laughs> you can like do this. You can go. Uh, what am I? I'm, <laughs> I'm on a, uh, yes, yes. This is not a visual <laughs> medium. So for the those of you listening at home, I'm wearing a black t-shirt. Uh, no, I, I covered my eyes. <laughs> I covered my. You can cover your eyes in a movie, and you can't cover your eyes with a scary story. Yeah, yeah like the banshees. Stories about the banshees freak me out oh, so scary. much. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. 
even the story like Kat Lili Hulahala, I used to really feel like she was a kind of banshee figure. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was a bit creepy. The spirit of Ireland coming back to haunt somebody. <laughs> I think have so. Ever, it's, have it's, you ever heard the banshee? Like, I've, I have heard the banshee, yes. Have you? How, are you How are you still here? You're not supposed <laughs> to die after it, man. Well, maybe I have. <laughs> I see dead podcast hosts walking around like regular (laughs) podcast hosts. And Pater, do you have a spooky word you'd like to share for us? Um, Oh, 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 I've got one. Tell us your spooky word, Pater. Tinakanov. Tinnakanov. Tinnakanov is the Irish for bonfire, but it actually literally translates as bone fire. That's in a fire of bones. Thanks for clarifying that. Is, that. It is a <laughs> lot spookier than you are giving me credit for at the moment. Tray bomb. Yeah, I like that one. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, is, like, wh- why is that bonfire? Like, was there initially bones in it? Maybe. Maybe there were human sacrifices at Samhain. Sounds, li- sounds like probable. Yeah, it does. Like something they did, yeah. Better than better than even like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, human sacrifice is, is, you know, a great way of getting rid of people who annoyed you throughout the entire year. Again, this has taken quite the alt right <laughs> turn. <laughs> but at the time. At the time when Yeah, no, sure, time, okay. Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, like the, the spookiness of sound and the idea that like the Christian feast of All Hallows Day being the next day was just, it was like the way Christmas was put at the winter solstice and Easter was put at the spring equinox. It's like kind of the Christians were really, really clever. The early Christians were really, really clever in putting their festivals right at the height of pagan festivals. Yeah. So Valentine's Day went straight at the the old Roman pagan festival of Lupercalia where everybody was riding each other. Lubricate. Lupercalia. Oh, sorry, Lupercalia. I thought you said lubricant. No, I did not say that. <laughs> Lupercalia, yeah, uh, and and where everyone was riding each other anyway, and they just said, "Hey, well, let's have a Saint Valentine. He was the patron saint of love and riding and all of that." I'm going to go back to sound, and well, not completely leaving the subject you've reached. So the Irish for a bone is knav. <laughs> well, yeah, a knaverloch is a, is a skeleton. Oh yeah. Ooh, I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> <sighs> okay, no, it's true. <laughs> it's the spookiest time of the year, and it's also the time, like, I mean, the spookiest phrase are we going to go for? On Mo Canilac? No. It would catch you if. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to go. Oh, I've got a spooky one peg. Ah! Ah! Ooh. Sound the peg klaxon. Yeah. <laughs> ooga, ooga. It's yeah, the got... way it's taught. <laughs> you can't use it in real life. <laughs> you can't code in Irish. <laughs> oh. There's an old word here from an 18th century dictionary which I like is irgon, which is the groans of a dying man. Irgon. Irgon. Wow. Oddly specific. It's extremely specific. You know, there's a really, really brilliant theory. It's only a theory because uh-huh. unfortunately it is bullshit that uh, Dracula is an Irish word, that it comes from druk or bad blood. 
oh, I, lo- I, mean, know, I want that to I be know, true. I know, I'd love it to be true, but oh. unfortunately, unfortunately, it's just, it's just a, it's just happenstance. It's just, it's just a coincidence. Because yeah. Bram Stoker, who was Irish and Dra- Dracula is an Irish creation, Bram Stoker, who was from Dublin, just did his research and named it after Vlad Dracul Tepes, a Transylvanian ruler uh, in the 1500s. One of the reasons there hasn't been as much research done on Bram Stoker is because he actually left really, really good notes unlike most writers, so all the work was already done and there weren't all these gaps to fill by, for theorists to jump into. Yeah, yeah like any... Edgar Allan Poe has like 21 years of nothing so you can just <laughs> fill it with this nonsense. So I wonder what he did. <laughs> Ooh, Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> he's a delightfully spooky writer. Yeah, he's, he's terrifying. Yeah, quite Humphrey like Bogart him. bought Edgar Allan Poe's house. And then after Humphrey Bogart died, John Lennon bought that house. So everyone who have ever owned that house has died. Because they have pretty much every house. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Every That's except for very new houses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like way to kill the, the Halloween atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> I have more spooky words. Or do you want to try this one? Ooh. Bashita is a piece of dead person's skin used in witchcraft. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> Sometimes you'd wonder why English hasn't got that equivalent. Yeah, like, exactly. Why is there no word I mean, like <laughs> the English were no crack why, man? Like, like, why is there a specific word for that specific thing? Yeah. Was that something that was common enough to be God. given a term in whatever seventeenth-century Ireland? Yeah, well, I think there was witchcraft going on. People oh, kept notes. Buruk Fahisha. Yeah. Buruk Fahisha. Yeah. Oh, I love God. that. I have one that I quite like. It's um, Eric, which can mean revenge, retribution, ransom, or the satisfaction received from a wrong, which I quite like. Nice. Yeah. Eric. Eric. Eric, yeah. Yeah. Possibly, we may or may not know if it's connected to the name. We'll never know. It's one of those gaps (laughs) in research. (laughs) It's not connected to the name. Okay. Do you know a guy called Eric? Yeah, there's several people called Eric. Their name doesn't mean revenge. Yeah. So, maybe you should ask them again. Or maybe just don't wrong them. <laughs> I, I, I will just take it on not to wrong any Eric's in future. It's always good policy. Bibsach. That's means, old Irish. Yeah, now. it's old Irish. It means to kill or to put someone to death twice. 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 Yeah. Okay. The first time is the first we're, time. We're way into Walking Dead territory now. Right? This <laughs> yeah. is fantastic. I think it's oh, great God. that Irish has a word for killing someone twice. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, and that's it's not amazing. even it's not even similar to the word for killing somebody once. You know. No, it's not like that's. Oh my God. Oh my God, that's fantastic. I mean, like, there's another one. Um, Melitevna is an old Irish word as mm-hmm. well, and it means the darkness or the gloom of death. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's sad that we, we live in a country that's had cause for all these spooky words. Or is it just fantastic that we've had all cause for all of these spooky words? I love it. I mean, we were we were prepared for the zombie apocalypse yeah. 800 years ago. It's vocab ready. We're vocab ready. ready. Like, <laughs> what do you need to do? You need to kill him twice. Do the two kill thing on him. Did you try to use the skin of a dead person in witchcraft? <laughs> Chew in the head, gotta be dead. <laughs> One of the interesting old Irish names for Satan is Taoiseach and Vosh, Prince of Death. There weren't any prime ministers back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Leo Varadkar is not Taoiseach and Vosh. We should be clear. He's just Taoiseach. Or is he? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> Zombie Leo Varadkar might be. <laughs> 
I'm sure if you scoured the internet, you'd find some like weird like fiction site where Leo is the Prince of, of Death. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's there's bound to be some Finnegill fan fiction. There's um, <laughs> I so believe that that exists. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's um, so one of my favorite, like all of these 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 words, this idea that like there's a there's a name for the devil and it's Tisha Convosh, which is hilarious. Uh, it, they're all kennings, like just this idea that you would take sort of like a synecdoche and you just use a different word for something. And what the ancient Irish did, and they were brilliant at this, they used to name weapons, like you know they'd have one called you know uh, Slayer of a Thousand Scoundrels and things mm. like that. And one of them, one of my favorite ones for an old weapon is uh, Alagon the Nordry, like the darling of the High Kings just a, a, a sword that has been used to dispatch so many enemies I love enemies. the way that sounds yeah it's mm. good yeah Alagon mm. Nenordri I like mm. that yeah isn't there something in Game I don't watch Game of Thrones isn't there something in Game of Thrones somebody has a sword with a name right somebody has a no, I don't no, know. No, actually, um, strangely I enough, think no. That there's... All, it's all over Lord of the Rings, though. Tolkien oh. was big on Kennings. Oh yeah, okay. he would have like um, uh, Bilbo Baggins' sword was called Sting. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, I ah. recently read The Hobbit. Yeah, that's where I got that from. And there's some other spooky ones too. But yeah. in terms of na- naming weapons, so if you had a sword, you'd probably name it. Is I probably it would. The yeah. modern day equivalent of naming your car. My oh, car no, no, has no. a name. <laughs> oh, What's oh, your yeah. car's name? Peg. <laughs> hey, you know Sound the peg, Claxon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, my current car doesn't have a name. My last one did, but this one doesn't. I think you get to a level of a, a decent car and you stop naming it. I still have a pretty shitty car. Yeah, no, so. I, this car's not that decent. <laughs> just, just sort of, I kind of, I don't know. I grow out of it. Like, yeah. I'd, if I had a sword, I would probably call No, I would. I was going to say I'd probably call it Swordy, but that's kind of weak. I'd probably call it. So. So the Irish for night, as we know, is Iha, and Halloween is Iha Hauna. Mm. I'd probably, if I had a sword, I'd probably call it Aya Hauna, which is spelt very similar. It's O-I-D-H-E, but it actually means the act of slaying. So Ooh. instead of Iha Hauna, I'd have Aya Hauna. Aya Hauna. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's so I'd have yeah. the Halloween like those slayer. Yeah. See, if I had a sword, I'd call Pavilion. Oh, God. <laughs> Not a lot of people are going to get that. The Swords Pavilion is a shopping centre in North Dublin. Oh. Jokes, are, <laughs> oh, jokes are hilarious when you have to explain them. <laughs> I have some more spooky words. So Dergar, uh, Dergar, sorry, is a really good spooky word. And it means carnival of bloodshed. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a devolder Jargon. word, yeah. That is, that is metal <laughs> yeah. as fuck. Carnival. Yeah, it is pretty metal, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Carnival, Carnival of Bloodshed. Bloodshed. Yeah, they played Sounds the like SFX. <laughs> 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 they supported Cradle of Filth, didn't they? <laughs> oh, that's pretty. Like, context. I need context for where this word came from. Daragor. Yeah. It sounds, well, it's, it's, it like, sounds so just like Daragor, which is yeah. purest gold. Yeah. And one often leads to the other. Oh, that is deep. Dun, 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 dun. That is deep. I thought you were doing the Law and Order bit there, like, dun, dun. <laughs> oh no, somebody's dead. Dun, dun. <laughs> Before we go, we want to finish with a spooky Halloween poem. Yeah, so this was really tough though, Dark, because you were looking for ages for a spooky Halloween poem, and there are loads of them in English written by really, really cool Irish writers, but there aren't that many 
written in Irish by Irish writers that are spooky. But one thing we do have, and we've loads of them in the great corpus of Irish literature, is a malacht or a curse. And they are far spookier than trying to write about ghosts or write about the Banshee or anything like that. It's actually where you write a poem that wishes death on someone. And, it, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's real spooky, Halloween-y stuff, like, you know, looking for Eric, as we discussed earlier, like revenge. So this is this is one called Malach na Bantry, or The Widow's Curse. A Gerald Gair on Hoyre Granta, Fosuk Rev the Tarshuk the Gatta, Drishog is a Hawk Yans a Talaf, Loch Wenya a Ruchter the Halla, Nad the Tauk a Bowl and Jatic, Agus Falling Hour a Kyan the Lapa, Mar the Wantu Deem on Mox and Tar, Wantu Deem on Davo Yeggs and Tariff, Is Irach nor Iad Irisha a Gerald. Gerald the Bitter, with your polished smile, May all be desert up to your door. Two-headed brambles infest your land, with a lake of green all over your hall, a hawk's nest at your chimney hole, and a goat's den at the head of your bed. For you took my son, and you took his father. You took my dozen cows and the bull. Your heir, Gerald, may he never inherit. Thank you, Patter, for that. Anyway, we wish you all a very spooky sound. If you do own a dog, please take care of them when the fireworks are happening this Halloween. And and don't waste the time with the emergency services. who will be extremely busy. On that note, it's a slant from me. A slant eel from me. Slant live. dark again first of all thank you so much for listening to today's episode it means a lot to us please do like and share the episode if you've enjoyed it and do subscribe if like me you're always looking for a new podcast to get stuck into there's lots to find on the headstuff podcast network may i for example recommend juvenilia in which alan the gang meet a new interesting person every week and discuss a piece of pop culture that influenced them as a child i want to thank brian for producing the show today i want to thank kirsten shield for another amazing piece of art to go with this podcast and all the gang at Head Stuff for keeping the show on the road. Thank you and see you next time. This has been a production of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. It was perfect. Yeah, that was fantastic, man. Well done, really professional. Hey, are you up? <laughs>